my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a fantastic, blessed day, as always. And we're enjoying some decent weather back down here in Florida again. Florida can't seem to figure out what it wants to do, if it wants to be cold or hot or humid. <laughs> but I will take it. And uh, again, thank you for the continued emails and support. We get a lot of them still, a lot of people asking questions about current topics, about current aspects as far as with health. And again, thank you for reaching out to us. We're here to help you out the best we possibly can. Be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com for the product of the week, the COQ10 Ubiquinol on sale right now and multiple other kits, including the Maximum Energy Kit on sale right now. And been working on this new platform that we're going to be rolling out here in the next couple of weeks. I'm really excited about it. I think you guys are going to like it a lot. It's going to be very easy to use, very easy to navigate. A lot of really cool options on it we're going to have available to everybody. So you guys just wait another couple of weeks. We're going to have an absolutely awesome updated new website for everybody to enjoy. And so again, thank you for your patience and thank you for your support of healthmasters.com. And I've gotten multiple videos now from people sending me stuff all over the place down from uh, Mexico right now as far as on social media and other aspects. And it's interesting because the Sonola cartel, if you guys have seen now, have gone completely and totally bonkers. Uh, essentially, they, the Mexican government has arrested uh, El Chapo's son, and Sonola cartel has just completely come unglued over it. They've broke into a massive prison. A bunch of people got killed. They were firing machine gun fire at commercial flights and military flights. And I was looking at some of the videos and watching some of the videos and I just shook my head because, you know, I was reading some of the comments on some social media platforms and it was interesting. People were going, how does, how does the cartel have that kind of weaponry? How they have this type of, you know, military machine gun fire. There's one video, and I don't know. I can't confirm whether it was Mexican cartel or if, if it was Mexican military. But it's a helicopter circling overhead of a, a compound, and they're running an M134 minigun. And I'm not sure. Again, I can't confirm who was firing or operating the helicopter, but it was definitely an M134 minigun. And I just thought to myself. Ah, Operation Fast and Furious, hard at work, as most people have long forgotten that aspect of the United States and Eric Holder being held in uh, criminal contempt of Congress, which was interesting. And the fact that we actually had that happen here in the United States, real short rerun if you guys haven't listened to the show recently. If you guys ever know, back through 2006 through 2011, ATF and all their infinite stupidity decided they were going to start running machine guns and 50 caliber weapons to the Mexican drug cartel through straw purchases so they could attempt to track where the weapons went. And I say that very loosely because in my personal opinion, I don't think any of it was about tracking or monitoring. I think it was just another black ops funding of the Mexican drug cartel as far as for weapon platforms. But I digress. Their on-the-books excuse was that they were going to try to track down the cartel members who were purchasing these weapon systems that were coming across the border and being trafficked down there. Long story short, 2,500 weapons, including machine guns and Barrett 50 caliber weapons, all disappeared. Not a single one of them were able to be found except Agent Brian Terry, Border Patrol agent, may he rest in peace, on December 14, 2010, was killed with an automatic AK-47. The serial number came back and they found it was one of the weapons that ATF trafficked 
trafficked down to Mexico. And uh, there's from the reports, there's been over 150 different crime scenes in Mexico where citizens were either killed or maimed with weapons that were tracked back to ATF, including the November 2015 terrorist attack in Paris. Those weapons were also found to have been tracked back to ATF's gun running scheme. And so when I see these videos, I just shake my head. And that's why if you guys have heard, I have, have never had any respect for ATF, nor will I. I think they're a complete and total abomination of the Constitution, and they need to be repealed. The fact that they've gotten away with what they have over the last 30 to 40 years, and yet they're still an agency, shows you the level of corruption. But yes, when you see this happening in Mexico and Again, my condolences to all the families that are involved in stuff with this down there as far as that are having to endure this. Um, it's it's difficult to have any respect for you know government agencies that are directly involved in this stuff. So, again, it's funny to me in an ironic standpoint that there's hardly any news agencies covering this right now because, again, remember, they want to tell you that gun control works here in the United States. That's why all of us law-abiding citizens need to happily turn in our weapons so we can all have a safer world except the fact that the united states has been found to be the largest gun trafficker in the entire world so once the united states stops trafficking weapons then maybe i'll discuss gun control actually no i won't i still never discuss gun control with them and this in my opinion is exactly what's happening right now in ukraine ukraine is just another weapons and money laundering scheme that we're seeing happen again and in my opinion i think in the next couple of years we're going to see and find out what really is happening over in Ukraine. But again, what will happen? I don't know. We're still watching the clown show in the Congress right now. Granted, I do have to admit I'm glad to see that some of these Republicans are standing their ground trying to keep the swamp rat out of the uh, Speaker of the House seat. But a lot of this stuff, in my opinion, is continual theater to keep people distracted from what's really going on behind the scenes. What do you think, Deb? Uh, you know, Austin, uh, the, the crazy part about it is, is, you know, we're told that we can't have automatic weapons. You know, yeah. Well, <laughs> what, 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 what we can if we buy a tax stamp and we buy something that we buy $40,000. Yeah, that's right. We spend thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000, which is ludicrous for, you know, an AR-15 or something, whatever. Uh, but, you know, these guys can just run, you know, thousands and thousands of weapons south of the border and, and basically cause all this instability globally with that. And it's all okay. But if you remember, the same thing happened with, you know, with what happened with uh, Barry Seal and all the rest of those folks that were running the drugs out of Nicaragua and out of Colombia for the CIA back in the 80s. In fact, there was a movie that Tom Cruise did about it. It was called American Made. You guys need to all watch it. And they were bringing guns down there, and they were just being trafficked because the coppers didn't have any interest in fighting. They were just wanting to basically party and you know, you know, be having fun, and they came to the United States, and all they wanted to do was get across the borders so they could flee and not be trained here. And watch the movie. It'll go into real detail with you on that. But th this is this kind of stuff that always happens in a, you know, in a, in a government that's being manipulated through machinations behind the scene by the international banking cartels. And, and you know, and with war has to become the new peace, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, George Orwell had a few quotes I could read you on this real quick. It says, war is peace, freedom is slavery, and ignorance is strength. Because remember, this is all inversion. The Kabbalist Luciferian bankers who run the world and the planet, they want to have war is peace, freedom is slavery, ignorance is strength. Another one he said is war against a foreign country only happens when the money classes think they are going to profit from it, George Orwell. The Ministry of Peace concerns itself with war. Ministry of Truth with lies. The Ministry of Love with torture. And the Ministry of Plenty with starvation. These contradictions are not accidental. They result from ordinary hypocrisy. They are deliberate exercises in doublethink. 
to trade and make people think that what they're telling you is the truth, but twist your mind psychologically so you cannot differentiate the truth from the lie. He goes on to say, every war, when it comes or before it comes, is represented not as a war, but as an act of self-defense against homicidal maniac. You see that with Putin next, you know, over in Ukraine. Putin's a homicidal maniac. That's who's doing this. You know, Hitler's a homicidal maniac. You know, Stalin's a homicidal maniac, and on and on and on and on it goes. It always they have to basically demonize the person who quote unquote started the war, regardless if it's to protect their own borders or anything to make a difference. Political language is designed to make lies sound truthful and murder respectable. And to give an appearance of solidity to pure wind. Another one, all war, all the war propaganda and all the screaming and lies and hatred comes invariably from the people who are not fighting. I'm going to repeat that. All of the war propaganda, all of the screaming and the lies and the hatred comes invariably from people who are not fighting. I'd like to see Mitch McConnell grab an AR-15 and see what he can do with that, M-16. Another one, the essential act of war is destruction, not necessarily of human lives, but the products of human labor. War is a way to shatter to pieces or pouring to the stratosphere or sinking to the depths of the sea materials which might otherwise be used to make the masses too comfortable and hence, in the long run, too intelligent. You know, and you start to look at this stuff and you start to realize that these people that are doing all of this stuff are basically the international banking cartels and what they do and the international mafiosa groups that basically run the world through the international banking cartels. And you see this and you start to understand it as you dig deeper and deeper into this and you start to ask yourself certain questions and you start to realize that, you know, the United States has been under the stage coup now for a long, long time, which started with the Frankfurt School and the school systems and reprogramming the groupthink of the population of America. Uh, Victor Davis Hanson wrote an article, and it's called The Coup We Never Knew. And this is interesting. He asked some very good questions, and I'm going to ask these questions to you this morning. I'm going to post this article. He goes, what happened to the U.S. border? Where did it go? Who erased it? How did 5 million people enter our country illegally? It's not 5 million. It's probably 50 million, by the way. Did Joe Biden issue an executive order allowing foreign nationals to walk across the border and reside in the United States as they pleased? You know, you try to get a passport. It's a nightmare trying to get a passport, but these people don't even need passports. Since when did the money not have to be paid back? Who insisted that more than more dollars the federal government printed, that more prosperity would follow? This is the bankers again through Exchange Stability Fund. When did America embrace zero interest? And why do we believe $30 trillion in debt is no big deal? When did clean, burning, cheap, and abundant natural gas become equivalent to dirty coal? Was it not against federal law to swarm the homes of Supreme Court justices to picket and to intimidate their households in efforts to affect their rulings? Since when did America create a government ministry of truth? And on whose orders did the FBI contract private news organizations to censor stories it did not like and writers whom it feared? Hmm? So when, did that, when was that passed? When, when did that law happen? When did, the, when did we assume the FBI had the right to subvert the campaign of a political candidate that it disliked? Was it suddenly for one presidential candidate to hire a foreign ex-spy to subvert the campaign of her rival? Was some state or federal law passed that has allowed biological males to compete in female sports? When did that happen? When did the government pass a law depriving Americans of their freedom during a pandemic? What happened election night returns? Did the fact that the Americans created more electronic ballots and computerized tallies make it take so much longer to tabulate the votes? When did the nation abruptly decide that the theft, the theft was no longer a crime? You know, when, could, when were thieves starting to be allowed to walk out with bags of stolen goods without even being arrested? Was there ever a national debate about the terrified flight from Afghanistan? 
What happened to the once trusted FBI? Who redefined our military and with whose consent? Who proclaimed that our chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff called his Chinese communist counterpart to warn him that America's president was supposedly unstable? Was it always true that retired generals routinely libeled their commander in chief as a near Nazi, a Mussolini, an adherent to the tools of Auschwitz? Hmm? Were Americans ever asked whether universities should discriminate against their sons and daughters based on their race? How did a virus, this is the one I really want to go to today, how did a virus cancel the Constitution? Did the lockdowns rob us of our sanity? Or was it the woke hysteria that ignited our collective madness, collective madness? We were beginning to wake up from a nightmare to a country we no longer recognize and from a coup that we never knew happened. And it's because of the vast majority of the people have not seen or known the truth. And they don't want to know the truth. Let me give you a couple of verses real quick. I've got to just I've got to cover these today. This is really important. Let's look at Ephesians. I love the book of Ephesians. Let's look at five eight. Let's start with uh, let's start with seven. Therefore, let's talk about children of the light. Therefore, do not be partakers with them as far as children of the darkness. For you were once in darkness, but now you are in the light of the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Isaiah nine two. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light on those living in the land of the shadow of the death. A light has dawned. Matthew, produce fruit then in keeping with repentance. Luke 16, 8, the master commend, commend, commended the dishonest manager for he had acted shrewdly for the sons of this age are more shrewd in dealing with their own kind than they are the sons of the light. In other words, be careful on who you get involved with if you're a Christian. They're going to try to defraud you. He's going to just, we remember that. Be very, very, very careful. In John 12, 35, I really like this. He goes, then Jesus told them, for a little while longer, the light will be among you. Walk while you have the light so the darkness will not overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. And in John 12, 36, while you have the light, believe in the light. This is Jesus. So that you may become sons of light. After Jesus spoke in these things, he went away and he was hidden from them. And we need to understand that God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit are the same God. And they're warning us that these people out there who are in the dark, who are lying to you, who are trying to manipulate you, who are trying to take control of you, including a lot of church pastors, I may add. I'm going to say that. And I, I know I should have said that probably, but I'm going to say I said it anyhow because they're not walking as children of the light. Now, a lot of them may have started off as being real, a lot of them, okay? And the more they get wrapped up into the money and into the finances and to the lifestyle and all the things that they do, the more compromised they become. Remember what it says in Proverbs, the silver is tested in the crucible and the gold is tested in the furnace. A man is tested by the praise that he or she receives. It's the praise that gets them. I know when I was on the seminar circuit, I saw this happen over and over again because, you know, we were sharing the platforms with heads of states and presidents and chairmen of the Joint Chiefs of Staff and movie stars. And I saw these people that I had once known and they were becoming more and more haughty more and more, how should I say, in love with themselves, thinking they were really important. I used to always just say to these people, they'd get in front of me, just be talking to me and blowing smoke, and I'd say, look, let me put it to you this way. Everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time. Just remember that. And I said, don't allow who you're with or what you're doing to affect you or affect your attitude, because we're all children of the Most High God, period. That's all we are, and we need to remember that and understand that God is no respecter of persons. Don't allow a person because they were the president of the United States or some high political figure to tell you what to do and what to believe and what to think. Don't do that because God is no respecter of persons. What he'll do for one, he'll do for another. Always remember that, friends. And so I saw people that I thought were really strong Christians, 
commit adultery repeatedly on the seminar circuit. I saw people that basically I thought were really strong Christians completely compromise their own moral standing on the seminar circuit because they were being tested by the praise that they received and they couldn't handle it. Guys, please listen to me. I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot. <laughs> I've seen more than I probably wanted to see. And I know a lot of stuff about a lot of different groups of people. And I say to you guys repeatedly, support your local churches. And if the books aren't open, if you can't see where the money goes, just step away. Find yourself a patriot church that can tell you where the money goes and how the money is distributed. If they've got four or five homes and they're flying all over the country in a jet and they've got a fleet of jets <laughs> – my response is this. Support your local church. I don't support those guys at all. I've seen too much. I've worked with too many of them behind the scenes. And in the vast majority of the cases, they are not who they seem to be. John 3.19 says, whoever believes in him is not condemned. But whoever does not believe has already been condemned because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only son. And here's the verdict. Verse 19. I quote this to you guys all the time. And this is the verdict. The light has come into the world, but men love the darkness rather than the light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does, not, who does evil hates the light and does not come into the light for the fear that his deeds will be exposed. Mm. Well, that's the truth. Keep those books closed, boys and girls. Proverbs 2.13. From those who leave the straight paths to walk in the ways of darkness. John 1.4. In him was life. <laughs> life was the light of men. John 1 through 5, 1, 5, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. John 7, 7, the world cannot hate you, but it hates me, Jesus said, because I testified that its works are evil. And John 8, 12, and once again, Jesus spoke to the people and said, I am the light of the world. That's right. That's right. He is the transformer. He is the light. Whoever follows me will never walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. John 9, 5. Here's the problem, friends, and this is why your folks and your friends and your associates and sometimes your family members won't listen to you about what's really happening in the world because they don't have the light of God Almighty, of Jesus Christ, of the Holy Spirit living within them. The God of this age has blinded the hearts and the minds of the unbeliever, and sometimes the believer, I hate to say that, so they cannot see and know the truth so they can be set free. This thing is so insidious what they've done in the advertising campaigns that they've established through Bernays, Edward Bernays, cousin of Sigmund Freud, who was a hardcore Kabbalist, Luciferian, satanic piece of garbage back in the 1800s, early 1900s, the father of advertising, and he started to learn how to control and manipulate groupthink. They've done it for you ever and ever, but now they've used the media for over 100 years with television, with radio, with printed paper to start with, with Bernays on how to control the minds and the hearts of the people until they can no longer believe or see or know the truth. And that's what we've got ourselves into right now. We've got ourselves into a group of people now that are running the planet, running our country, the same ones who crucified Christ, the same ones who are the satanic groups. They call themselves the synagogue of Satan, the children of darkness who are running the world through the ancient Canaanite religions of Baal, Moloch, and Asherah. This is the group that has been here since Genesis chapter 6 and before from the very beginning that has basically taken the planet over again as they did in Genesis chapter 6. This is the only line I can draw through the sand to tie this links together. That's all I can do. They combined all of their teachings in what's called the Zohar that was written in 72 AD, which gave them a primer on the ancient Canaanite, Babylonian religions and the ancient Egyptian religions of human sacrifice, witchcraft, and satanic worship. 
And they combined it into a primer called the Zohar, combined it into a religion called Kabbalah. This is that group that runs the planet and always has since the very beginning with Genesis chapter 6 and in the fall of the garden with Adam and Eve. Same group, same bloodline group that has been here forever is the same group. And we've got to expose their deeds from the rooftops, and we have to show the light to the people who will listen. Now, will everybody listen? No, it's not going to happen. Nothing we can do about that. The Bible even says just a remnant is going to be saved, and then it only is if they've been passed through the fire. So we've got to understand that as Christians, we've got to stand for the truth. Here's what happens a lot of times. People get into a situation where they get into a quote-unquote leadership position in a church, and they start seeing behind the scenes, and they start realizing it's not what they thought it was going to be. Same thing happens in the federal government. Anytime you have an institution like that is not based on Christ Almighty Jesus and have a godly pastor, and even sometimes second, third generations of people who take over these institutions, it's not what it was in the beginning. You know, Henry Ford Sr. started Ford Motor Company. He was awake. He knew what was going on. Boy wrote a lot of papers that everybody needs to read about who the international bankers were and what they did and how they continue to control and manipulate the machinations of behind the scenes. But now they've taken over Ford Motor Company, too, and it's owned by State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. So over 100 years later, after Henry Ford started Ford, Ford's no longer owned by Ford. It's controlled again by the same groups that he warned about when he wrote his papers and his, and his treatise and his, and, his, and his thesis and all the other things he put together. Always remember, guys, you got to look at leadership. If leadership says to you abortion is good, homosexuality is accepted, all this stuff is okay, or if leadership refuses to address these issues in a church, you got to ask yourself a question. What else are they not addressing behind the scenes? you got to ask yourself that question. The same thing we see now with Congress and Jeffrey Epstein and what happened with all of that. They've come in now, and they've been compromised to the point now that we literally need to have 90% of the people in Congress and the Senate replaced, period, because they're so compromised because of special interest groups, because of lobbying groups, because of campaign contributions, because of Jeffrey Epstein. And Austin said this so clearly yesterday, and I want to say it again. Why were we never given the names of the people the people in Congress and the political leaders who raped these children when we have them on videotape and we have them in the journals. We've had testimony come forward now of the girls who were raped by these individuals. Why were we never allowed to know who they were and why are they still in public office? That's the question I want to ask. Why is it all hush, hush, hush? Because guess what? Because these people that run this are, from the, are the children of the darkness, and they don't want the light to be exposed so that we can see who these people are, what they did, and how compromised these organizations are. Austin just covered it. We've got this whole group of people out there basically that ran a bunch of a bunch of machine guns down south of the border, fast and the furious. And suddenly, all of a sudden, these guns are showing back up and killing people. But we can't talk about how the United States was directly involved in this. But rather, we just rather talk about what's happening with the, you know, COVID and the new variants that are coming out, or Kim Kardashian's buttocks, or somebody else, you know, in Hollywood or Yellowstone. Or the royal family, which all of this is, all of this is, all of this is opioid for the masses to keep the people trained on what they want you to think about and not see who's behind the curtain. Remember the Wizard of Oz? When they finally get to Oz and there's this guy behind the curtain and the dog pulls the curtain open and there's the, the wizard. And everything was manipulation. Everything was controlling group thing. Everything was manipulation of all of what they had seen. That's exactly what we're living in right now. Who's behind the curtain? 
that's the ancient Canaanite religions, boys and girls. Those are the ones that are running the show behind all of us, and we need to understand that, and we need to proclaim it from the light. You know, even Tim Robbins, who's an actor now, he starred in Shawshank Redemption and a bunch of other movies. He's saying it's like the COVID cult, like it's become a new religion, and basically in the event that you don't listen, that you should be killed. Remember, they were saying that. If you don't take the kill shot, if you don't take the shot, you know, you should be cursed. You should be dead. You should be killed because you're not listening and you're not taking the, the injections. He went to that level as far as their religious zeal against the people that refuse to take the shot. And now we're learning that these people who have taken the shot are having all kinds of health issues, all kinds of cardiac issues, all kinds of everything issues because they've been compromised. Wow. So when you understand who these guys are and what they are, how absolute they've done and how, what they've done as far as control everything, you start to worry. You, you start to realize the truth of the matter and who these guys are. You know, an article just came out. And, you know, we had a list of the top 10 foods never to eat that I've covered on the show many, many times and look back through the archives to hear it. And number 10 on my list that I told people to stay away from unless you use it every once in a while was alcohol. Well, guess what? The World Health Organization now and Daily Mail has reported this. It says no amount of alcohol is safe. World Health Organization expert warns. Now, if you read this, he says that, you know, excessive alcohol consumption kills three million each year. And then the people who wrote this article who said this are basically saying that they're demonizing alcohol. Well, let me say something to you about alcohol. It increases the risk of pancreatic cancer, liver cancer, cirrhosis of the liver, osteoporosis, breast cancer. Alcohol does. And with women, when they drink alcohol, their livers cannot metabolize it efficiently. It is super, super dangerous for women. It's one of the most toxic compounds a woman can put in her body. It's bad enough for men. It's much worse for women. You can Google that if you'd like, and you can find the articles on that. Ladies and gentlemen. Alcohol's never done anything good for anybody. I've never heard anybody say, my life was a wreck, and then I started drinking, and it got much better. <laughs> okay? It doesn't work that way. I've seen my entire life people that had great wives, great husbands, great jobs, great careers, great future, great family, great children, and they start drinking, and they crawl into a bottle, and they lose everything they've owned, and they lose their entire life, and their life becomes a mess. Now, I'm not saying that's going to happen to you if you drink an occasional glass of beer or wine or Bailey's or something silly like that. But be very, very, very careful. About 10% of the population is genetically predisposed to become alcoholics if they start drinking. Be very careful with it if you're going to do it. If you have any alcoholism in your family, just say no and don't do it. Really, really important. But I want to cover these things today, and I want to show you this article here, No Amount of Alcohol is Safe. If you read through it, it doesn't say that. It starts confusing the reader by telling you that it is safe. It's not safe. It is safe. It's not safe. It's double think. It's double speak, which is exactly what the media does all the time because that way they can take an issue like this and they can say, oh, by the way, it's okay if you do this. But then they'll say, oh, no, it's not okay. So they confuse the reader so they don't know what to think. So they just give up on it and they move to another topic. That's why these articles are written the way they are. Because they want to make sure they twist the truth so you cannot see the truth because these people are children of the darkness and they do not want you to see the light of anything that we talk about on this show. That's why I love you guys. I want to thank you again for supporting Health Masters. I've learned a long time ago, God's will done God's way never lacks God's support. I mean that very sincerely, and I really appreciate you guys getting your vitamins and your supplements and your toothpaste and your deodorants from us because I've never whined for money on this show. I won't do it. If I had to get to a point where I had to start whining for money with you guys to support this show to pay for all the budgeting and all of the production and everything else, I'd just step away from it. I'd be like, well, this must not be of God. 
If it doesn't have God's support, then that's not of God. So thank you for supporting this show. Thank you for helping us to be here to tell you the truth. Thank you for allowing me to teach you the scripture the way I teach it and the way that God shows it to me without some type of compromise from advertisers telling me that I can't say this and I can't say that and I can't say this. But this is the day the Lord hath made, Lord. I'm praying to you, Father, and we will be glad and we will rejoice in it regardless of the consequences and regardless of the weather, regardless of our attitudes, regardless of everything. This is the day the Lord hath made because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us because we're going to put on the full armor of God. And we're going to dig in and we're going to stand firm and we're not going to back up. And no matter what happens, we're going to stand. Uh, I love you guys. I appreciate you. Also, what do you think, buddy? What's your next story? Amen. You're getting me stoked up over here. (laughs) That was really good. You're 100 percent accurate. And, you know, this is what they've continually done, like you just said with that article. They constantly bring this double thinking. They did it with COVID. They've done it on all these different topics. And it goes back to John chapter 8, verse 44 that I read to you guys two weeks ago. He says, you belong to your father, the devil. He's talking to the Pharisees, the money changers, the money lenders, the bankers. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. What we're constantly being exposed to right now in the mainstream media and every other aspect of just media, as far as you want social media, they're constantly putting lies out there. This is why they've gotten so strict on anybody speaking the truth. That's why they have the fact checkers that come out now and put out all this complete and total nonsense. They do it on purpose. It's designed to go in and continually confuse people because people go, well, which one is it? Is it this? Is it that? Is it this? Is it that? They do it all the time. And that's why I encourage people to do your own research. I tell you that all the time on this show. We have, you can go on our website, current articles, and we have Dozens and dozens of the show topics that we bring up every single day. Do your own research. You may not agree with everything I say. That's totally fine. I won't get offended with that. You know, it's all about what you look at and what you decide you want to, how you want to perceive it and how you want to take it. And this is what they're so bent on in the mainstream media is they do not want to have any aspect of people being able to make their own decisions. They want to feed them the propaganda. They want them to swallow it and say, thank you. Can I have another? This is why they're constantly pumping out all this negative information all the time on social media. This is why they're constantly bringing up negative news on CNN. It's constant, constant, constant. Most of it's theater. Well, now there's an aspect of making sure that, you know, you have to be realistic of what's happening. You have to address what's really happening, but you also have to maintain a positive mindset with stuff. I was talking to Lana yesterday and, you know, one of our friends was going through some stuff and they were kind of down and they were just, you know, speaking some negative stuff. And I told Lana, I said, they need to write down all the things they are thankful for and all the things that they are praying for as if they already are here. Thank you, God, that I am blessed and highly favored. Thank you that everything I touch is prosperous. Thank you for giving me wisdom. Thank you for giving me mental clarity. Thank you for giving me the drive to complete all my tasks that I need to every day and every week and every month. These are important things you have to continue to maintain in your mind because it's easy to get negative very quickly. I mean, stuff's going on all of a sudden. Oh, woe is me. Like, like old Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Oh, bother. I lost my tail. And you could sit around. You could say, oh, my gosh, what is, what is this? What is that? The truth about it is that's not of God. And that's no positive way to live, not to mention it's a very unproductive way to live. 
address what's going on, look at it, say, okay, this is a garden of weeds. It can be a beautiful garden, but I got to get these weeds out of here first. Let's pull the weeds out and let's build a beautiful garden. Just something to throw in there. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting. As Dad was saying, what they've been doing with the border, it's ironic because, you know, we're continually talking about in the mainstream media how Ukraine and they need to maintain their border with Russia and all this other theater, which is a complete joke. Yet at the same time, our borders are being overrun. A Florida sheriff down in Monroe County, Sheriff Rick Ramsey, which Monroe County is down there. It's uh, basically the Key West, Key area. Key area is Monroe County, and he said that dealing with the migrants now that are coming into the Keys is massively hurting the agency's ability to protect its citizens because the federal government has failed to even come up with a remote plan despite the problem continuing to grow. And this has been done intentionally. We've seen this now. This is why you look over in Germany and Europe. I mean, I read an article earlier, and I mean, if anybody saw the riots in Berlin, I mean, they were horrific. Again, every single year they get worse and worse and worse. They said that there were over 3,943 incidences across the city of Berlin, whether it be firebombing, whether it be fireworks being thrown into houses or into cars, whether it be fights, whether it be knifings, 15 firefighters and 18 police officers suffered injuries. Guys, that's just in Berlin in one night on New Year's Eve with almost 4,000 recorded incidences being recorded in Berlin. And it's ironic now. They have reported that over 70% of the people that they arrested in Berlin that were involved in this egregious behavior were migrants from the Middle East. Now, I want to make a statement. I'm not saying people from that area of the world are like this all the time. What I'm saying is they've intentionally brought – the German government in Europe has intentionally brought, in my opinion, fighting-age males from the Middle East from areas that they hate Europe and bringing them intentionally into Europe in the heart of Europe in order to destabilize the country. That's what has happened. You can clearly see it. Remember the videos we've seen when they were bringing in the mass migrants out of Afghanistan and Syria, and they were funneling them into Europe. And it was quite creepy because 99% of all the people you saw that were funneling into Europe were all early age males You didn't see lines and lines and lines of little children or older men and wives and daughters. It was almost all middle-aged and younger-aged males. Well, that wasn't an accident. It was intentional. They wanted to destabilize Europe the same way they're destabilizing the United States. When you bring people that all they know is fighting and chaos from certain parts of the world and you try to inject them into a very, very proper country, it doesn't go together. And they know this. This is why they're intentionally pushing this, and this is why we're starting to see so many issues occur. I mean you go up to Dearborn, Michigan now. Dearborn, Michigan's pretty much a Muslim city now. I mean, it's, I mean they have the bells that ring and everything else. I mean they have these huge shutdowns. I mean, you've seen it in um, London. They shut down the whole roads for their prayers. This is designed, again, to destabilize the Christian ethics of a country by bringing in different aspects of people that will not integrate into the United States. Also, to another news, this is interesting as well. You guys know I've repeatedly talked to you about facial recognition and the aspect of it of how creepy it is. And, well, that just got a little bit creepier. Facial recognition technology is under scrutiny again after the technology led to a mistaken arrest of a man in Georgia on a fugitive warrant out of state he had never been to. 
the end of November 2022, Randall Reed was arrested in Delcab County, Georgia, after law enforcement officials in Louisiana used facial recognition to mistakenly link him to the theft of luxury purses in Baton Rouge. He went on to say, he goes, they told me I had a warrant out of Jefferson Paris. I said, what is Jefferson Paris? I've never been to Louisiana a day in my life. They told me it was for felony theft. So not only have I not been to Louisiana, I also don't steal, yet I was arrested. He was released five days later. They held him. The sheriff in Jefferson rescinded the warrant due to the differences. They said there's over a 40-pound difference between Reed and the individual that allegedly stole the purses. However, Reed's case renews criticism of facial recognition technology, particularly in relation to those that are being subjected to this. And this technology, and I'm just bringing this up, this normal stuff, this isn't normal. Stuff like this is happening on a normal basis now. The facial recognition platforms are becoming very, very big all over the country. China is the one who adopted this system and has expanded it very aggressively. This is all about controlling the mindset and the masses of the populace, just like you look in the movie Minority Report, where people are walking down through the mall and their faces are being scanned and they have directed advertisement that's being displayed on the wall that only they can see directly for them. This is why I've told people so much. Do the best you can to opt out of facial recognition, whether it be on your phone, whether it be traveling, whether it be anything. Do your best to stay out of the system. I know a lot of people they have on their phones, they have the facial unlock, which I've never been about, nor the biometric, nor the thumbprint or anything. Pick a pick a good, you know, safe code for your phone and leave it at that. But it's because they're intentionally getting people desensitized to using biometrics in order to function through their daily lives. That's why Amazon One, the new platform that they're using in Whole Foods now, you scan your palm over a scanner. It pays for your food. You set it up. They do a hand uh, hand scan on you. They tie it to your account. You literally grab the stuff in the store. You get to the cashier. You scan your palm, and you walk out. They're doing this intentionally to desensitize people to this type of transaction basis and constantly giving out your biometrics on a regular basis. Just something to throw out there. Also, too, in other news, the propaganda machine is hard at work now with the World Health Organization, speaking of them again, it's funny how there's certain articles they come up with that are factual, and then they have other stuff that they bring up that's totally just loony, and it's exactly what Dad just said. It's this constant left-right narrative, left-right, left-right, where they say this, and then they contradict themselves, and it's designed to confuse, and this article is nothing short of that. The World, World, World Health Organization shared a video on Twitter promoting the claim now that vaccine activism, excuse me, anti-vaccine activism is deadlier than global terrorism, nuclear proliferation, and gun violence. Yes, really. The video quoted Baylor College of Medicine, Dr. Peter Hoditz, who stated, we have to recognize that anti-vaccine activism, I guess this is a new uh, hot, hot word now, by the way, trigger word, anti-vaccine activism, which I actually call anti-science aggression, another hot term, has now become a major killing force globally. Yes, he is asserting that people are dying everywhere because of anti-vaccine activism, which in a very clear nutshell, when you want to actually just describe what that is, it's 
people questioning the narrative about being injected with RNA gene therapy shots and not going along with it. But they got to come up with a real big fancy term. So they call it anti-science aggression and anti-vaccine activism. He went on to assert that over 200,000 Americans now died from COVID because they refused to get the vaccine. Now, of course, his claim is not backed up by any source whatsoever. There's nothing to back this up. He goes on to say, now, now the anti-vaccine activism is expanding across the globe, even in low- and middle-income countries. It is becoming a major killing force globally. Now, I, 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 can't, even, I can't even begin to fathom the level of propaganda that you really have to dive into to actually come up with an article like this. But again... When you're dealing with people, just like I talked about, John chapter 8, verse 44, when he lies, he speaks his native tongue, for he is a liar and the father of lies. These people, I guess, it's very easy for them to come up with this type of stuff because their entire goal is to deceive individuals into believing something that's a total lie. And the problem with it is, and we've seen this now, it's very easy to get the truth out there for the most part, if, as long as you're not being censored. And it's also very easy to get the lies out there. Now, the thing that's interesting about this, though, is that once you start realizing that the hard part is trying to get people to realize that they have been lied to, that's the part that's really difficult. The truth and the lies, they go back and forth. But when you start realizing that actually trying to make people realize they have been duped and they have been sold a Bad bill of goods, bill of sales, been total sweet duck. They've been sold down the river. That's the part that you have to really work at trying to wake people up. This constant idea and this aspect where they're trying to convince people that chronic pain and body malfunction and all these things that are happening to people, this just it's just hereditary. It's just issues that are hereditary. It, it doesn't matter. Which give you another drug. You don't need your gallbladder cut out in most cases. Gallbladder fast usually does the trick. We have the instructions on the website. You don't need your stomach usually removed and chopped up, but they do it. You don't usually need your tonsils cut out because normally your body needs them for a reason. God didn't put them there by accident. What most people need to do is detoxify their body, build a strong immune system, and create a healthy environment free of constant inflammation that they're putting in their body. I can't tell you how many people I know that have had their tonsils removed when they were younger. And it's become such a normal thing. Now, I've talked to parents now like, oh, yeah, I've, my, my son's having issues. He's getting tubes in his ears and he's getting his tonsils removed and adenoids removed. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What, what, what is this? Oh, it, it's, it's just standard procedure. I said standard procedure. You're moving body parts. You're moving organs. God didn't put them like, whoopsie. I didn't mean to put the tonsils in them. I guess they'll figure it out and cut them out themselves. It wasn't an accident. God doesn't have accidents. But yet, when you start realizing the chronic inflammation that's occurring in these young children from the diet, from the glyphosate in the wheat, from the constant barrage of injections that they give them literally from the second they come out, I told you guys repeatedly, please encourage and wake up your family if they're pregnant. The vitamin K shot has 100 micrograms of aluminum in it. The hepatitis B shot is loaded with even more and has been linked to literally hundreds of different side effects. Yet, they don't tell you that. The baby comes out, oh, they, they need their vitamin K shot and their hep B shot. Why? If the mom's been taking very high-quality prenatals like ours, healthy supplements, healthy folate, vitamin K, D3, 
why, why am I injecting this perfectly healthy baby that just came out as awesome? Well, it's just standard procedure. No, you've been trained and you believe the lie that you have to start injecting the kid. And another thing that it does, and I've told this to people, and a lot of people have a hard time understanding this. When you first have a child, and I never realized this until I had mine, and I've had two of them now, it changes you. It's, I mean, I was right there with Lana both times. I mean, I delivered both kids and a midwife. It changes you, and you have this instinctual aspect as a male to be protective now. You have a whole nother construct that you're now protecting. You have another human being that is fully reliant on you and your wife, and you have to protect them. What they do, and this is just my opinion, from a psychological standpoint, they degrade you from the very moment you have this child into believing you no longer have a right to say anything about what happens to this baby, and you need to now consent to the medical industrial complex and give them the ability to start jabbing needles into this healthy baby that was a gift from God Almighty that is in its purest form. They want to ruin that purity right when it comes out. Now, again, you guys can – be in disagreement with me, that's fine. That's my opinion, though. They intentionally desensitize parents to believing that their child has to be shot up with needle after needle after needle after needle in order to be healthy. My friends, I'm walking proof that that's not necessary. Never had any vaccines except one tetanus shot when I was 12 years old to go to camp, and it was a isolated tetanus shot, not a DTAP. My children, zero injections ever. Unbelievably healthy all of the time. It does not have to be difficult and they do not have to be in the doctor every single month on antibiotics and having surgery and drugs repeatedly because the doctor said they need this and they need that and they need this shot and they need this. It doesn't have to be that way. That is a mindset that they have instilled in the general American population to believing it is normal to have your children in the doctor's office every single month. Why? Because it creates a lifelong dependent in the medical industrial complex and generates a boatload of money. How else do you keep a child chronically ill and in the doctor's office bringing in enormous revenue for a pediatrician? You keep them sick. Healthy kids don't go to a pediatrician because they're healthy. Just something I wanted to throw out there. Anything you want to add on that, Deb? Wow. Okay, that was a great segment, Austin. Uh, yeah, I want, to, I want to add something to that. Uh, the reason Austin got that tetanus shot, and I was going to be just real blunt because I never wanted to do it. I was diametrically opposed to it, even though it was a single shot. It wasn't, it wasn't a DTAP. It's because you know, Austin wanted to go to camp. And, uh, and Sharon asked me to give it to him. And, and uh, you know, and I love her. I will always love Sharon. She's the love of my life. But she pushed me to do that for Austin to go to camp. And to this day, I regret having done that because he got deathly sick from it. I'm just going to mention that to you. Now, I'm not telling you not to get a tetanus shot. You can do whatever you want to do. I'm not going to get involved with all that because I don't want you to get an infection with a puncture wound and all the rest of it. But I'm telling you, that's why I did that. Because the thing about it is if you get a cut or a laceration, you just have proper wound care. You take care of it. Make sure you you know put some you know liquid iodine tincture on it. Make sure you put some you know you know just you know, hydrogen peroxide on it if you have to go to the doctor with it. But be very very careful with all these vaccines and all these different shots. But this is your shot. It's all it's your call. If you want to give your children vaccines, your call. That's not our call. That's not what we're doing on this show. But the reality is, I've told you this that that's the only shot Austin got. Austin hasn't given any of his kids any shots. But it's got to be your choice. I'm going to say it to you this way. I heard an old Baptist preacher say it one time, and Zig Ziglar was so good at quoting it. He said, every pot sits on its own bottom. You've got to choose choices that you're going to make, and then you've got to deal with the consequences. I mean, that's the bottom line here. If you choose to do certain types of behavior and you have unbelievably adverse consequences from that behavior, that was on you. 
You know, if you step off a 10-story building and you're screaming as you're falling, I don't believe in the law of gravity, you're going to have a real abrupt ending to, you know, what you thought about the law of gravity, unless there's a giant airbag about to catch you at the bottom and you're a stunt person. That's quite frankly about all you're going to be able to do if you're, if you're going to try to survive that. But the reality is this. You've got to be careful with natural laws. Children don't need to have mercury and aluminum and adjuvants and squalene injected into them when they're first born. It's nonsense because, number one, the body's immune system doesn't develop for like 24 months. They can't even produce antibodies against the shots. That's all being done to tell you to take these children to the doctor to get you, just like Austin says, conditioned to stay in the medical industrial complex. The tonsils are one of the first lines of defense of the body for inflammation. So what do they do? The kids stay sick all the time, remove the tonsils. The appendix, same thing. One of the first lines of information as far as helping the colon to work properly, boom, it gets messed up. It, gets, it, gets, it, gets, it, gets, it starts having problems. Boom, let's remove the appendix. Now, if it gets to the point where it's swollen, it has to come out, and it's going to rupture, it needs to come out. That's a fact. But, guys, if you maintain you know, prevention, it's worth a lot more than a 1,000 pounds of cure, an ounce of prevention. And sometimes, I'm going to be very blunt here, which that's a surprise. You guys are pretty much always blind. So I don't even need to even say that. Sometimes it doesn't matter to you, to your body, if you allow your body to deteriorate to a certain point through overuse or overinjury or through malnutrition, it won't come back. It can't come back. You see that all the time with joint problems. I know I knew a person one time who went out and pulled weeds and pulled weeds and pulled weeds. And the lady was in her, in her 50s and, and basically ended up causing so much damage to her hands that her knuckles actually twisted on her. And she couldn't straighten them up. And then there was nothing that we could do to get them straightened again. Sometimes you cause so much joint joint damage that you can't repair it. Same thing is true. You're in an automobile accident because you're driving drunk. You get in an accident. You lose an arm. It gets severed. You don't die. The arm's not coming back. Now, God could grow the arm back. You could do that. God can do anything. He could actually speak it and you have an arm again. But, you know, I've never seen him do that. But he could if he wanted to because he is God Almighty. The reality is you're dealing again with the consequences of your decisions and the consequences of your actions. Always remember that. There are always consequences. We tell the kids, don't be driving around you know, after 12 o'clock at night on the weekends. Nothing good happens after 12 o'clock on the weekends. And those of you who are adults now, you know that nothing good happens after 12 o'clock. In some cases, 50% of the people that are driving after 12 o'clock on a weekend have been drinking. Don't need to be doing that. I remember years ago, I got so angry. We were going to church one morning, and we pulled over to the – we had the, our, 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 we have a bunch of lakes where we live, and we pulled into an intersection that had a lake on one side and a road on one side. And I'm looking both directions, and nobody's coming. All of a sudden, I see a cop, and I about to pull out, and a cop comes by me like it's 70 miles an hour on a two-lane little road chasing somebody in the morning for having gone too fast around the lake. So this is Sunday morning at 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock in the morning. I almost got into a broadside with this guy because I didn't see him come around the corner so fast. I called up. The Auburndale Police Department. I mean, I raised Kane the next day. I said, what the heck are you doing? And he said, well, we had a speeder that morning. They were doing, you know, 40 and a 30 mile an hour zone around that lake. And I'm like, are you guys insane? He was going without lights. He was going without sirens at 70 miles an hour on a two lane road around a lake in a corner. I said, surprised he didn't flip the vehicle. I said, he could have killed all of us in the car because somebody was doing 10 miles an hour over the speed limit going to church. Going to church on Sunday morning. Why don't you put people out there at 12 o'clock on Friday and Saturday night when they're drunk and they're swerving everywhere if you want to maximize the time your deputy is doing this and not harass people going to church? I did that, and I've never seen them do it again. I've never even seen them on patrol in the morning like that again because why in the world do we think we can give a person with a really low IQ a badge and a gun and tell him to protect us? Sometimes you got to look at EQ, 
the intelligence and quotients and the emotional quotients and combine them with IQ and find that if a person really has the reasoning skills to be given a gun and a badge. But that's not something they really like to do very often because at that point in time, they start eliminating too many people. They're going to allow them to run around with guns. So always remember that. We have to always remember that you know, we can do all things through God and through Christ who strengthens us. By the way, this is an interesting article. I didn't really know what to make of it, but Los Angeles is canceling rent in many areas and and will now create foreclosures, and the government will buy up the houses. I don't even know what to say. This is just pure communism socialism. The Los Angeles eviction moratorium has been extended again until January of 2023. A new piece of legislation proposed to extend the eviction moratorium until June of 2023. Rental units will become more scarce. If renters fail to pay landlords, landlords may not be able to recover their mortgages and their homes will go into foreclosure. <laughs> California has a new law, SB 1079, that purports to level the playing field when it comes to bidding on properties. However, it really is a way for the government to get a piece of the action. SB 1079 states that if an investor wins a foreclosure home in an auction, other people, nonprofit organizations, and the government gets 45 days to submit competing offers. The foreclosure crisis is going to lead to more opportunities for government intervention. It never, ever ends, and the government can't do anything correctly. They're super inefficient because they're basically completely controlled through the Peter Principle. That's layers of management increase, so does inefficiency, and it's a disaster when you have a government come in and try to fix things. We had a hurricane come through here back in September. The post office got damaged. September, October, November, December, January, five months later, the post office still has not been fixed and still closed. Because of lack of efficiency and lack of ability to do things they need to do without having to have multiple regulations in place and multiple layers of management involved in every decision. Don't do that, guys. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus and realize that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And that when we need to make a decision for our family and our family's welfare and our family's best interest, make the decision. Man up. Woman up. Make it happen. Be an alpha female. Be an alpha male. And say, no, we're not going to allow that. I love you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. I appreciate you guys beyond words. You guys are amazing to me. Awesome. Finish it up and go ahead and uh, I'll talk to you guys on Monday. Absolutely. And I mean, that is why it's so important to maintain the positive role that you have, especially for guys. It's important that men still be men. They're doing this intentionally through the media, through the television, through Netflix, through all this garbage, through Disney. They're intentionally trying to dehumanize and discount males. It's always funny to me when you know they want to talk horrific about men all the time. Everything men do is you know toxic masculinity or they're being misogynist. I'm not saying that all guys are good because there's some out there that are just garbage. I'm not trying to paint some halo over everybody's head, but you've clearly seen it in the media and in the movies now, where they constantly try to make this timid guy the one who's you know going along to get along and then the female comes in and runs the show and there's nothing wrong with alpha females that come in i know some of them that are extremely successful business businesswomen but what they've done intentionally now is they've tried to push down the younger generation now because they do they do not want this next generation of men to have any concept of what being a grown man is that follows biblical principles, that protects his family, that stands up for truth and righteousness. They don't want any. That is why they're pushing this training agenda so much. They, they don't care as far as they, they, the last 20, 30 years, transvestites haven't cared about trying to expose themselves to young children. Not that I've ever seen. It's always been some weird taboo you know, outlet that these individuals are involved in. Suddenly, right now, they're trying to act like this is supposed to be normal. Children at five, six, seven years old, they have no concept of sexuality. 
They have none. There's no concept of it. They don't think about it. They, they understand boy's a boy, a girl's a girl, and that's it. As far as a definitive, oh, I'm this, I'm that, they don't know any of that. As far as what their sexuality is, they're just being children. They live in a fantasy world. Now, when you start injecting perversion into their mind, then they start focusing on, like I said, they have no filter. You let children watch very, very you know, perverted topics at a young age, they're going to start displaying that behavior. You let them watch very, very violent topics, they're going to start displaying that behavior. You keep them in church and train them properly and teach them biblical ethics and values and get them in martial arts and other aspects of being able to defend themselves and others. They display that aspect as well. And I mean, and it's also important for women to make sure you maintain the ability to defend yourself. That's why my daughter's uh, Kindle. She's about turned five. She's in jujitsu now with Hunter. She's in grappling and shoot fighting because she has to know how to handle herself if daddy's not around. And I encourage my friends, all of you, continue to keep raising little Americans. It is very important right now because we're on the precipice of this. And what we do now is going to have enormous effects over the next 5 to 10 to 15 years, especially how much people submit and how much people comply and don't talk about what's really going on. So thank you again for getting the truth out there. Thank you for supporting Health Masters and supporting the show. I really appreciate all of you. If you need anything – Check out the website, healthmasters.com, COQ10 Ubiquinol. Got the Forever Fit Whey Protein 3-pack special on sale right now on the front page. Got the Purple Sticks on sale right now, 3-pack special. Lots of different kits and specials on the front page right now for the beginning of the year. Be sure to check them out at healthmasters.com. Hope you guys have a fantastic, blessed, awesome weekend. Be safe, have fun, and we'll talk to you again on this show Monday as always.